for people that really care about their heart, for people that really care about their time and energy and their opportunity cost, right? Being a little bit dorky and, and, and being a little bit kind of like, hey, let's let's respect each other's time um, and talk about what we really think about this relationship potential, mm-hmm. I think is a very noble and an amazing thing to, to try and do. another episode. I am excited to have with me today the CEO and co-founder of Unveil Social, which is launching a new dating guidance app called Can We. Welcome to the podcast, Russ. Hi, thanks, Mel. It's great to be here. Yeah, so I'm curious about several things with respect to your your position, but let's just start with how you got your start in this industry, right? Dating and relationship guidance, that sort of whole world. How did you how did you get here? Oh, yeah, that's that's a beautiful question. So, uh Dating is very important to me because a long-term romance is really the most important relationship you can have. Um, and living in Minnesota, it's it's very it's very cold, which means we don't get out very much. Which then means it's kind of hard to uh, find the right date. Um, and and so essentially developed this app called Can We to help speed up the process of, of finding the right date with the right person. Cool. And can you speak a little bit to your own experience? Like, do you feel like part of the reason you developed this was because you were frustrated with what was out there and you wanted a better way of doing it? Or did someone say you have great ideas, you should do this? Like, how did you get to the actual? Yeah, all of the above, right? So it's, it's obviously no no secret that dating is extremely hard. Uh, it's, it's hard for everyone, and there's very clear research that says that you know forty to fifty percent of daters are frustrated, right? And that's like what ten to fifteen million people. You know, if you say that there's like twenty million people, twenty five million people actively dating, um, and certainly my own experience, it is hard. Um, there's a lot of extremely vulnerable topics that you have to navigate in the right way. You have to, to communicate things almost in, in a way where you're reading someone's mind, <laughs> right? Like you might be extremely comfortable with a topic or a particular thing, but your, your date might be totally repulsed by it. And, 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 and but yeah, at the same time, it's, it's an extremely important aspect. Um, and this is, this applies to politics, it applies to sex, it applies to spirituality, um, there's all of these kind of very vulnerable, challenging topics that you have to sort through very quickly and very honestly. And I, I just felt like the organic process of a date mm. didn't really set people up for success with that because you're trying to have fun and and have great energy and chemistry. Um, and then likewise, when you're online, uh, swiping or trying to message people, everyone is also trying to put their best foot forward. Um, and if you talk about the weird stuff, 
then you're extremely weird, you know, um, and you get punished. Uh, I, I feel with honesty on, on some dating services, actually probably most dating services, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's it feels particularly relevant given the election cycle that we went through. I remember I was on a dating app, you know, around the time of the election and it felt like this is a pretty divisive issue. And if you fall on one side of the spectrum or not, like I think I was on Hinge and one of their prompts is we should make sure we agree Mm -hmm. on fill in the blank and a lot of people's blank was either one candidate or the other because it was obvious that we might as well not even go on the date if we don't align here and that is true because there's a lot of values alignment that goes along with something like the word politics right there's it, it's it's a it, there's more behind it than just who did you vote for right it's do you believe in rights for LGBTQIA folks, right? Like that's not just a vote, that's a value. And inclusivity is a value and you want to make sure that you are dating someone that aligns with your values. So I'm curious, you know, you're um, on your site, it says that part of what's powering the app is over a thousand hours of research with sociologists and psychologists. And the whole point is to build a tool to guide you towards a meaningful relationship. So can you say a little more about how you put this product together and that, you know, are you working alongside psychologists and sociologists? Are you looking at data? How does, how does that work? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So yeah, can we dot app is our, is our website for, for those that want to follow along. Um, And it is true that we have spent, you know, probably more than just a thousand, uh, several thousand people hours of, 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 of research into um, kind of the background, I call it relationship grammar. That's a term I'm not, it's not approved by marketing, but I like it because I'm, I'm nerdy like that. Basically the, the, the relationship grammar of, of kind of how, how relationships kind of define and come together. Um, and we've kind of created a whole new, a whole new model. It's, it's, it's based off of some work that um, we've had an industrial psychologist uh, for a few months. We had a, uh, a relationship coach for, for several months. We had a, a sociologist uh, part-time for actually, I think, two years now. Um, and we also had a, uh, a psychologist. Um, I think she's also been for about two years now, also part-time. So altogether, we've kind of worked together with... Uh, potential users and just very experienced people within the dating community to kind of come up with this, this, this new model. Um, and essentially, again, I call it kind of this relationship grammar, but uh, if that's too nerdy, that's okay. Essentially we kind of break down relationships in a logical way. And the goal of it is to create a common ground of common relationship expectations that uh that people can mutually look into. Um, and that's important right now because, I mean, what the hell does a relationship mean? I mean, like talk about having a hard time dating. Uh, one of the big problems with dating is that there are no more or very little heteronormative uh, coattails to ride on. Uh, one of the, the, uh, the tense beauties, I think, of that heteronormative tradition of, you know, a very 
domineering guy who, you know, works six days a week and expects a sandwich <laughs> when he comes home from a, from a submissive wife. Um, you know, that old cliche had a lot of, of clarity into what people ought to do in a relationship. Um, and obviously it's extremely stifling for, for, you know, probably 90% of the population, but it was clear. Mm. And now with that tradition kind of eroding and, and collapsing, you know, justly, people don't know where to start. How do you define what a relationship means? How do you ensure that you're on the same date together? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, and so that's the, the, the biggest lift that we did with, with Kenwi in our app is we've invented with this team of researchers, this kind of uh, a relationship grammar that we're, we're still learning how to share and how to refine. But we start with the landscape. So we'll say modern romance, dating. And within that room, that, that landscape, we have intentions. And these are kind of your basic relationship goals. So in the app right now, we have, you know, something long-term, something short-term, something open, um, and something platonic for, for those of us that get stuck in the friend zone. Um, and then these intentions are defined by, by kind of well-researched, common expectations. These are essentially your must-haves, right? That you are not logically in a relationship if you aren't <laughs> aligned within these must-haves. Um, and that's where the burden of the relationship team comes in, is that we need to be very, very responsible and thorough with what expectations we put into which intention. Um, you know, I know we're not perfect, but we're, we're, we're definitely looking to, to learn more from, from users. So, sorry, so... Let's say I'm joining this. Mm-hmm. You're saying the words expectations and intentions mm-hmm. are these settings that I'm selecting. So I'm saying I'm looking yeah. for something open. I'm looking for something short term. I'm looking for something long term. Can I pick all of them? Is you it sure can? Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I'm picking all yep. of these. And then after that, that's intentions. Exactly. And intentions then, are the the, the, the the kind of the high level goal, mm-hmm. right? That's exactly what you just said. And, and they're very familiar. And that's why why dating is actually a fun place for us is because those intentions are, are relatively common vernacular, mm-hmm. right? Uh, something long term, something short term. Um, that, that's not that's not a shock to anyone. What is challenging is that next step, that next level of like, okay, what, what are those expectations that define that? So the expectations are within some of those categories. And exactly. am I also selecting those expectations? And what are they? Yeah. So a set of expectations will then define an intention. And so uh, we don't necessarily care about an individual's particular choices. We just care that that they have filled out uh, a parameter within that expectation. So, you know, something long-term logically has more expectations because a longer term relationship has more involved. So right? am I as a user filling this out? Like one of my expectations in a long-term relationship is that we can have open repair conversations or that you've done some trauma therapy in your past, or is it more basic? Like I expect that we text every day. Like, am I filling those out or do you have a list that I'm selecting uh, from? Yep. So we, we have a predetermined list from our research team that uh, is our best reasonable uh, common ground expectations that 
we posit the questions to our users and then the users uh, can fill out their personalized responses. Um, and so what's actually pretty interesting about this is that especially for, for those of, of, of us who were new at dating, don't always know what expectations even exist <laughs> in an intention, right? Um, you know, especially for something long-term, if, you, if, if I've never been in a long-term relationship, like what, what are those common expectations? Some of them that you've, you've just listed. So it's very educational on the ter- path for the user. So um, you're just kind to- of guiding people by asking them, do you expect to text with a partner every day or something like that? Can you give us some examples of what the questions are? Oh, sure. Yep. Um, so communication style is, is, is a type of expectation. I can also see that uh, evolving relatively shortly into a topic. Um, another expectation that we have uh, for, for the long term um, is, is like uh, how open or closed is the relationship. Uh, it's a very critical expectation. Um, you know, a, a, another set of expectations is uh, just for the long term, for sure, right, is where in the world are you going to live? Are you more rural, more urban? Um, you know, there's also a lot of expectations around the pandemic, which which was actually a really fascinating thing uh, the past <laughs> past few few months. It's like, what are your expectations for public health, for vaccination status, um, and all that? Like, there's there's a whole list of of things that are very easy to get swept under the rug mm. on a date, especially when you're in person and um, you're feeling a lot of great chemistry. These really critical foundational questions get missed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then unfortunately they can blow up in our faces, which I, I'm sure we've all had, you know, thrilling experiences with. <laughs> yes. I had a friend who went on a date and I think she went on two or three dates with the guy before she discovered that he didn't really believe we've gone to the moon. And this turned out to be somewhat of a deal breaker. So it sounds like part of the wow. <laughs> expectation or the point of this of this application is to help figure out a lot of the big, important questions before you're going on the date so that there's more of a chance that it will last or it will be what you're wanting. Mel, you're, you're, you're right on it, right on (laughs) it. Because like what, what we really want to do, like the number one use case we have right now is to, to help a potential couple know if they're on the same date. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, just because someone's feeling the chemistry doesn't mean they're on the same date. Just because even they they might say they're looking for something short-term or something long-term still doesn't mean they're actually on the same date because they might be lying. Um, or if they're not lying, the, the reality of the expectations of what it means to be in something long-term or something short-term might be totally, totally off still. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, there's a lot of power in bringing forward these hard questions early mm. so that you can focus your energy and time on the right relationship with the right person. Um, and, and I really think technology does a really good job in this situation of, of, of once you have done the time and the homework and the reflectiveness of your own couch where you're sober and not trying to impress someone, um, that you can can then safely compare your expectations uh, on a very high level remotely um, and then on more detailed levels, detailed levels uh, in person. Um, and 
and then you can actually see the truth of, of how the core foundation of your relationship outlines. And then if that's doing well, or at least you're aware of what the issues could be, then you can have the chemistry. Then you could have all the passionate experiences and the, the crazy uh, runs down the street in the rain. Um, that's, that, that's when the magic to start to build so you don't get disappointed. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious since you did bring up chemistry, you know, I think one of the major challenges of dating apps, mm-hmm. at least that I can speak to as a user and that I think a lot of my friends would agree with is determining whether you have that chemistry before the mm-hmm. date. So I know that some yeah. apps have brought in voice notes so that you can actually leave a voice note on your profile and people can hear your voice, which is a pretty good way of getting to know someone. Yeah. There aren't a lot of apps that have video involved. I don't really know why, but a video of yourself so that you could actually see the person Mm -hmm. and hear their voice, all of that. What kinds of things have you and your team discussed in terms of that's a pretty big prerequisite as well. The chemistry between two people. How do you, how have you considered that? I like that chemistry, you know, on one level. Yes. I I think from the, the, the simple, direct feature standpoint um you know it's 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 easy enough to have video messages video chats you know in the roadmap um we're getting messaging in soon in the sense like we are very new right our 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 launch is, is still very new here um so we're small so from that from that aspect it's how people can communicate with video shouldn't be too far away i think where chemistry gets fascinating as a subject is is on some level i i feel super cynical about chemistry and i'll I'll explain why um i think we're designed on some levels to have like a really natural chemistry and it's and it happens um from these kind of strange strange either subconscious or environmental cues right um you know it could be someone's having a really good day or the sun is out um or you know the pheromones are just wafting through the room in the right way or something like that or if someone just went for a run and they're kind of (laughs) sweaty or something you know um and i think what's what's critical about, about chemistry is that part of it might be environmental and part of it just might be human nature that when you're in a room with someone who who is interesting and intelligent and, and, and even just somewhat attractive and the lighting is right, that it, it will form naturally. Where I get really worried about chemistry is that chemistry is not going to save, not going to save us from these big foundational issues of kids wanting kids or not wanting, uh, having kids or not wanting kids or, or politics and all these foundational things that need to come first before the chemistry. So that's where we want to help is we set the table for you, right. To ensure that you're on the right direction and the right way with the right person. And then you could use your chemistry to help guide after that. Well, it's an interesting question because it's, they're both, they're both important gateways. I've been on, you know, I've been in situations where, I've been around someone where our values align. I feel like we're going in a similar direction in life. We have a lot of mutual respect and I don't want to have sex with that guy. And that's a non-starter. And then I've been in situations where there's attraction and 
other things don't align. It does, you know, our values don't align or there's some other major issue that's in the way. And it's almost like yin yang. You need to have Mm -hmm. both dualities in order to have a successful romantic relationship because sex is critical. And if you have someone, you know, where everything's lined up except for this one thing, it, it doesn't really work in either direction. Right. So I'm curious if you have, you know, initial data, how are people, you know, handling that part or how are they talking about that part? Because it seems like, you know, you mentioned something about platonic and that certain people are friend zoned. I know many of of my clients, many of the men that I work with have been friend zoned regularly in the past. And part of the reason that we work together is so that they can actually successfully generate polarity on dates and actually, you know, generate sexual interest because in the past they've sort of been sidelined repeatedly. And some of that has to do with the people they're interacting with, but some of it has to do with them owning their own power. So how have users described that part of, you know, whether they wanted to bang the person, right? Like, yes, we align yeah. in all these ways, but this piece is missing. And I'm just curious, I mean, it feels like a, an intangible and pervasive part of this world of the dating app or relationship guidance world. Uh, sex, uh, romance really kind of is sex plus friendship on some level, right? I think it's, it's easier for us at Can We to map out the friendship and the logistical aspects, you know, of the, of, of the core relationship, right? Where do you live? Politics, um, kids and things like that. The, the big challenge is, is I think in our, in our near future and currently is going to be that, that sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully I think we're in a phenomenal position to start to explore it because our whole model is about extreme privacy, extreme non-judgment, um, and extreme consent in the sense of like, even how you approach each other's data, no one is, we want everyone to fly their freak flags, but only those who are aligned are going to see them. Right. And, and, and that's true with, you know, all the traits, be it politics or kids or, or all that, but that's going to be especially powerful, uh, as we mature out the, the sexual topics. Um, so I think one of the, can yeah, you, go ahead. Can you say more about that? So I think what I'm hearing is, so I'm a user, I sign up, you're mm-hmm. asking, or the app is asking me questions like, you know, what were some of the expectation questions of oh, short-term, long-term? Yep. And then within that, you know, can you give a few, just a few examples? Cause I think I'm struggling with what, what are the questions that are helping people helping guide people? Because my assumption is that what I saw on your site was those question an- the answers to those questions stay private unless you either align with someone or you choose to, to share your data with them, which is different from something like, okay, Cupid, where you do answer a bunch of questions as well, similar to this, but they're sort of public to anyone I think yeah. that you match with, I can't remember how it works, but they're, it sounds like they're more public than on this application. We are a hundred percent inverted from the kind of the traditional dating app models, right? Where, where most models, they, everything is, is very public and you're sorting through and then eventually you, you get private. We are inverted because we want you to be the arbiter of your, of your, your personal truth. And so some of the questions, right. Specifically, you know, um, around children, uh, for, the long term they're around uh politics they're around spirituality and how important that is 
for you. Um, for the the open intentions, right? It's about all these kind of fancy uh, communication requirements about when, how do you talk about jealousy? Um, how do you deal with uh, financial arrangements with multiple partners? And right. And when like you're that. saying the word open, just to clarify, you're talking about the world of polyamory and open relationships. Correct. Right? The ethical non-monogamy. Yes, ethical correct. non-monogamy. Right. So in the world of ethical non-monogamy, for example, you're asking, you're basically asking the harder questions is what I'm hearing. You're asking the thornier questions of how do you feel about joint bank accounts? How do you feel about, you know, uh, going on solo dates? Because in the world of ethical non-monogamy, sometimes there are people who want to have a primary partner and they might go to play parties together, but they don't want to go on solo dates or have their partner go on solo dates or you're kind of getting into the nitty gritty of what what do you actually mean by something like ethical non-monogamy, which can host a whole variety of things within it. Exactly. And and this is why the post heteronormative tradition is so challenging, right? There are so many different arrangements and configurations and things to talk about. And our LGBTQ friends are, are, are also perfect candidates for, for this app. I mean, obviously the app helps everyone, uh, but the more you embrace non-traditional, uh, you know, genders and relationship roles and things like that, the more benefits there are with can we, because there's just so much more to talk about and, mm-hmm. and, and we help facilitate that. So in terms of, let's say I join, I fill out the expectations, my intentions, let's say I'm, I'm saying, I'm looking for something short term. I just got out of a marriage. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested in ethical non-monogamy, but I've never done it. I might be interested in a traditional structure. I don't know yet. Whatever. I fill out all of these these things. Mm-hmm. At, is there a point when the app says, okay, you filled out enough questions. You can see matches now. Like what happens after that point? And is yep, it so- a match-based thing where I'm swiping as well? Or is it different? Yep. So we're, we're, we're early... Actually, we're, we're early is the wrong word. We're we're later in the dating journey, right? So the, the the common dating apps, right? They are kind of gamified discovery engines, right? Kind of like a digital meat market to kind of drool over people and, and try your best at talking with them. Uh, Can we comes after that, right? Where uh, you filled out your your intentionalities, um, and it's the sky's the limit on what you want to want to be and, and, and fill out, you know, with, within the sets of expectations. You can certainly look for everything if that's what you actually are looking for. Uh, currently, we have a very interesting find feature. So if if someone wants to share their username, their Ken username on their Tinder profile on their LinkedIn. <laughs> Uh, in an email, in a text, in a chat, um, or just a you know a postcard or something like that. Other people that see that username can look up and see a very high level rough alignment of of your 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 your, your holistic romantic um, uh, traits of of like you don't see anything specific. It's just an extremely high level alignment of, you know, basically it's two circles, like a, a fun Venn diagram. I don't know if you remember those, right. Um, of, of, of kind of how, how aligned your romantic relationship is. So that's one way that you can kind of help, uh, navigate the whole onslaught of, of digital suitors. Um, then the next way is that now that you have found someone to focus in on, 
the guidance gets much more detailed. Um, now you understand and you compare in person and you can walk through specifically which intentions you actually have aligned. Uh, and there's this beautiful moment that happens in the app where two people lay down all of the intentions they think they want with a person and the app shows only the ones that are mutual. Right. And so that's a very powerful moment. And that's also where uh, something platonic comes in very handy uh, because if it's an escape, right. If, if the long terms or something short term, isn't working out, uh, we can kind of walk through and say, Hey, we could be something platonic and that's okay. Um, and then the next phase of the app goes into like, all right, what does this intention mean for us? It's personalized, right? So when we go through all of these various expectations, we first focus on where we're aligned. So now not only have we seen what our mutual intentions are, which is huge, right? People spend months or years trying to figure out really what type of relationship they're in. Um, now you get to sit down with Ken Lee and, and, and walk through specifically what is the common ground expectations? What do those mean for us? And so we'll see where we're aligned first. And then if we want to be adventurous, then we could see where we're unaligned and what we need to work on. Um, so it's and more within, of a tool yeah. once you have someone you're interested in it's not necessarily it do, it won't necessarily help you meet someone but uh, yes correct. got it and so it's more like i've met someone somehow and want we want to be guided in how we're doing this whatever we're doing exactly the most powerful uh, uh, proposition we have for users right now is helping you decide if you're on the same date or not mm-hmm. Got it. Right. By that you mean, right. why are you here? Why am I here? Exactly. And that's wanting? really, really hard because we get swept up. We want this to work mm-hmm. with someone, right? Uh, but in reality, like we might need to be focusing focusing elsewhere. Um, and how you know, are your users inviting someone into that conversation? I'm curious. I mean, what are you finding? Are they texting someone that they've met through a dating app and saying, hey, I'd love to do this before our date? How are they exactly. actually? Okay. Exactly. Yep. That's, that's, that's the most common way. Um, we, we have an in-app primitive share feature, at least for now, where, where you just put text, if you have someone's text number or something like that, uh, you could would, would text a link to the Apple or Android store and with a little introduction. Um, and it does require that both partners, potential partners go through their expectations, which, which is also a helpful loyalty test on some level, right? Of like, all right, if, if you're not interested in spending five minutes actually reflecting on what your real expectations are, you know, and then sharing them with me, what, what are we doing? Right. And I know it's dorky, right. Maybe a little bit. And we're, we're working on making the user experience as, as, as slick and elegant as possible. Uh, but I, th- I think for people that really care about their heart, for people that really care about their time and energy and their opportunity cost, right. Being a little bit dorky and, and, and being a little bit kind of like, Hey, let's, let's respect each other's time. Um, and talk about what we really think about this relationship potential, mm-hmm. I think is a very noble and an amazing thing to, to try and do. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating because like you said, it's a little bit inverted from what we expect or what, what our mental model has been of a dating or relationship application, right? It's more of a tool to help, like you said, align and figure out 
if what we're doing actually makes sense, <laughs> right? What Welcome. are we looking Perfect. for? Because, yes, thank you. Because then, like you said, you know, you might go on a few dates or you might get involved. And then some of these topics come up because to your point, it's brave and difficult to bring them up, especially when, like you said, you're trying to impress someone or you realize that you really like them and you're like, oh, maybe we'll skate over this gigantic red flag that if you yeah. looked at it earlier, probably would be, you know, a non-starter. It would just yeah. n not have it make sense for you to relate. So in terms of the what you see as sort of the future of, I don't know, online dating or the dating and relationship landscape, what do you see as becoming more prevalent? Do you think that the swipe apps are going to be replaced by, by other better features? Or do you think it's sort of like, you know, how people used to meet at a bar and that was just how it was because that was what was convenient? Oh, great question. Um, let's see. So I would say I've, I've definitely seen that like technology never goes away, right? It always, so I think the swiping is probably here to stay. Uh, I think it's, it's such, such a, a seductive game for people to, to try and, and go. I, I don't think for better or for worse, I don't think we could, we could ever get rid of it. What I, what I do think is exciting with the dating space is, is the maturity beyond just just the discovery thrill mm. right um and because like, that's what a lot of the online dating is is here's a bunch of fun pictures and then we'll throw you into a chat and then go figure out how to date mm. right so we'll, we'll do one thing for you which is kind of help you discover cute pictures and maybe a little bit of, of about them kind of <laughs> right um and then all of a sudden, boom, you're in front of, you're sitting in front of someone, a, basically a perfect stranger trying to figure it out. Right. So, um, you know, Kenry's opportunity, you know, is, is, is coming into the middle there of, of like, all right, we're going to give you some extra steps that you're not just jumping from a digital meeting straight into, uh, a perfect or straight into a in-person, uh, meeting. We're giving you one or two ledges to kind of go through and, and glide that that journey down. Mm. Um, I think another interesting evolution is is going to be how do we bring some of this intentionality into that pre-discovery, right? So that you're discovering in the first place the people who are are, are most aligned with your your deepest interests, desires, um, and orientations and things like that. So you don't have to do the big slog swiping through a thousand uh, uh, messages like that. Um, and then I'm also excited for the dating industry to evolve uh, to the, the deepening aspect of, all right, so we've established our intentionality. We're on the same page for so many things. How, how do we get deeper? How do we work through these challenges of moving in together, of being in a relationship, of, you know, starting a family, getting married, and, and just kind of this, this, this holistic lifetime uh, uh, relationship companion, uh, ultimately. I, th I think that's, that's, that's going to be really exciting as well, because, you know, relationships are hard, and there are a lot of work, and there are a lot of confusion, and there are a lot to communicate. Yeah, I noticed that it said something about relationship guidance through the app. So getting advice about dating or the relationship through the app. Can you say a little bit about that? Do you have people 
on standby? How does that actually work? Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, I, I think that could be an interesting idea in, in the future, right? Especially when you hit those those unalignments of like, all right, export unalignments to therapist. <laughs> um, you know, so we can kind of sit down or have a professional relationship coach kind of walk us through uh, what where our, our pluses and minuses might be. Uh, I think currently it's probably referring more to like the holistic experience of, of just understanding what a relationship intention is and what it means for you. That's pretty huge, right? Like, like I, I'm, I'm a new dad, right? And there is so many things that dads have to do and worry about. Expectations I didn't even knew existed right and in every relationship has that whether you're a new open romance or something long-term or even something short-term there's a huge list of expectations that that you might know about or might not um so it's good to know what those are in the first place and then you need to know what your expectations how they work to that like that's a huge part of the guidance and then the biggest part i think is now how do we compare and align to a potential partner. And are you uh, actually, can you actually text a, a relationship expert through this app? That's. Yeah, you know, unfortunately not yet. Okay. I like that idea. I, I, I think there's, there's room for synergy on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're, we're at the earlier phase where we're just trying to, to scale on, 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 on the basics. Uh, but there's no reason that that isn't an awesome idea <laughs> that I can see. <laughs> um, because I think people do have, have questions about uh, perhaps some of the, 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 the content itself that might be new and engaging that they might want guidance on. And maybe mostly like perhaps approaches where, all right, we really like each other, but we have this and that on alignments. What do we do? Mm-hmm. And that's something I don't think any app should tell you. I think that's a conversation for, for human beings. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. As we sort of start to wrap up there, I'm curious to know, you know, in your own experience, did you meet your partner through an app (laughs) and how is it being in this world as a, as a partnered person? Yeah. No, I, the, the app would have saved us so much work. Mm. I, you know, it's like, you know, being an entrepreneur is, is certainly hard and stressful and this big gauntlet. Uh, I think one of the, the really fun things is, is that re- applying my app retroactively to my own partnership uh, would have been pretty phenomenal. Uh, so for one, I, I had my first encounter with my, with my now wife, uh, we're both partnered with other people and we both uh, were on the same blanket at a concert, uh, here in Minneapolis. And, and my, my, my wife was actually friends with my, my partner. Um, and so like, obviously nothing scandalous happened at that time, but we, we made a connection, uh, and just, I think talked about the weather and talked about California and all that. And that's just like this, this half hour conversation amongst a group of, of her friends that included my, uh, my partner at the time, two years later, we, we obviously break up for, for, for separate reasons. And we're at the first Avenue dance club here in, uh, in Minneapolis. And I randomly talked to her and, and, and hit on her. Um, and we start dating. And a month later, she's like, wait, 
how do you know uh, this person who she, who she mentioned uh, and it was my, my ex-partner? And she's like, oh, yes, that's my ex. And it turns out that they were all friends and, I, and we had re-met and I didn't even know that we had already met. And so this is an opportunity where I think, can we, could have helped save everyone a huge amount of time. It could have helped facilitate the expectations with our exes because it's a very hard conversation of do you stay, do you go? Do you embrace love and just forgive and try and try and try uh, with the relationship? Or do you kind of look at the blunt truth of the expectations and that you you just don't align? Mm. Um, And so you can have a faster conversation about the direction of a relationship with can we. Uh, And then you can then see the potential with another partner. And I think I would have enjoyed having those extra two years together uh, because then we, we also started having, having children very, very fast. And that's a whole nother world where, where it's a huge amount of expectations have to come together about being a parent, about now being in a dedicated long-term relationship and, and just being able to sort through those problems and those questions in a very safe and fast way would have saved us weeks and months and months of stress and years of, 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 of time. Had we actually had, can we nudging us together earlier? It's a good example of a use case of you meet someone that you like, and now it's like, Hey, let's try this thing. Let's try this thing and see where we're at. Cause it can. The secret crush is a hidden use case. Um, <laughs> right. Of like, Hey, where, where are we? Are, are we, is this the friend zone? Should we leave the friend zone? Um, you know, our, my, my, uh, our, my co-founder is also gay and it's like, it's also a gaydar, right? I mean, imagine that for the LGBTQ community of, you don't know if someone is, are they just a friend? What are the intentions going on? Uh, it, when you step again beyond the heteronormative tradition, it does get a lot more confusing. And that's why it's so helpful to be able to have a safe mechanism to test people's intentions to see if they even are on the same page. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think as you evolve, I'm curious to hear how, how people introduce this as a concept, right? Hey, there's this thing we should try. <laughs> like that's actually a pretty critical moment of of engaging around it because I could imagine feeling a little self-conscious. Like there's this thing I'd like to try with you. It's like that's a vulnerable moment. And it, yep. I think that that vulnerability of inviting someone into that process is something that, you know, the swipe apps don't have, there's not, there's not that much vulnerability in getting on a swipe app and you're both already on the app versus, you know, with you and your current partner, it was, you know, it would have, there would have had to be some kind of conversation that you had with her or she had with you of, Hey, we've met, we like each other. We've gone on a date. Do you want to do this thing with me? Exactly. So like the, the ideal world, right, is that everyone already has their can we profiles filled out and they passively share their usernames anywhere so that if, if you come across someone that you have an interest in, perhaps on LinkedIn or on Tinder or any of these other apps, you could just look up quick and share your truth against their truth. Mm-hmm. And you would see a very, very high level, very safe alignment and then from that alignment you would have a permission to to 
to surrender the the, the dream and the fantasy because it's not working out, or perhaps have a blessing. That, yes, why don't you break the ice and and try and approach that person because you have a lot more alignment than 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 you thought. Um, so like that would be the, the easiest and safest way for everyone that's curious about trying can we is fill out their application, fill out the intentions, fill out all the expectations that they're interested in, and then post their usernames in places that they feel like they want uh, people to be attracted to and to maybe kind of peek over their shoulder. And then be it's a very safe way to just kind of see if there's a general uh, alignment of, 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 of romantic uh, alignment. Compatibility is a word I, I, I want to avoid because I don't want to guarantee that everything is perfect because we're still we're still starting. But being aligned into some of the core expectations of of, of what the romantic space could offer you to. Yeah, I, it, it makes a lot of sense because it's sort of like, here's a more comprehensive view of what I'm looking for rather than 65 characters. <laughs> exactly. The ultimate icebreaker, I think, would be like, Hey, Mel, I see that we're like 90% on can we? Let's uh, grab a lunch. Right. Right? Like, like you know, it's just like, boom, okay. Like, like uh, there's there's something there. I don't need to sit down and even um, do a, a, a ton of, of stocking of your profiles and all that. Our application with can we has, has kind of codified all these expectations into a grammar that we've safely shared already. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then vice versa, you could look us up or look up your date to see that they're a big zero. And it's like, well, all right, like I might need to deprioritize this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if people are interested in this, it's on, on the app stores now. Yes. Yep. It's on Android and iOS. Uh, would love feedback from our Android friends. Uh, Android is, is particularly tricky to develop on. Um, so we'd love to see, uh, how well that's working. And if anyone wants to learn more, please visit uh, .app. Um If anyone has questions, just feel free to email me directly at, at russ at unveil.social. Perfect. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just again, a quick note. If you're interested in the course, you can find it at pleaseherinbed.com, www.pleaseherinbed.com or at my site, melaniecurtain.com under courses and have a very sexy day.